0: Hello and welcome into another episode of How Seymour Sees a Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Ron Seymour, joined as always by Joe McCann. How are you doing today, Joe?
1: I'm doing good, Ron. I just had taco fell for dinner and I've got my uh, beer right here, so I'm ready to go.
0: Perfect football (laughs) talking time. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Today we have our bust candidates for going into the year. Now, these are... People that we believe, well, not that we believe are high-end, they are high-end players. A lot of people have a lot of expectations for these players, and we feel like they are not going to, be going to live up to those expectations.
1: I think that would be a fair assessment of the way we're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, For my list, I went through higher-end players. Um, I would say one isn't a higher-end player, and we're going to discuss those. And their ceilings are potentially high, but I just – don't feel that they're going to fit expectations for fantasy next year. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, We did not review each other's
1: lists. So there maybe may, we'll get...
0: Look, there may be some that are the same.
1: Doc uh, and Leo would us, not be surprised. Right, yeah.
0: Between the two of us, we have 11 written down. We'll see how many actually we have to cover after we get through any copycats.
1: Who knows, folks? This could be a four-minute video.
0: <laughs> four-minute <laughs> podcast coming up. And we're done. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. (laughs) See you next week. See you next week. All right. Oh, um, man. All right. You have more than written down than me, so go ahead and you go ahead and start.
1: All right. I am going to open up an old wound for you. I am going to start with Julio Jones. Oh,
0: gee, y'all.
1: We're going to start from that list where you had him at 2, I had him at 7. Julio Jones, I don't think, is going to live up to expectations next year. So I will only touch on this because we touched on it in another video. He's older. Matt Ryan is going to go towards his other receivers. And I just don't believe Julio Jones is going to live up to expectations in a Falcons offense which dictates the ball going to him. But I think they're going to be looking to go to their younger targets this upcoming season. What do you think about that?
0: I mean, I, I could see where there is a possibility that those things happen. I mean, they traded for Hayden Hurst and gave, you know, gave up a second-round pick for him. They're obviously going to want to use him. And Austin yep. Hooper was really good last year in that role. So, Hayden Hurst, I believe, is a more talented tight end than Austin Hooper. Um, but Matt Ryan I will just say, though, does – I
1: will say this, though. They gave Austin Hooper a monster contract for a tight end position.
0: Oh, in Cleveland? Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, so,
1: so someone believes in him.
0: Matt Ryan does better when he targets Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. He plays better. I do believe there's a breakout coming for Calvin Ridley, but I think that breakout just helps Julio Jones. Um, I'm hoping he gets more touchdowns this year. And if all these players are going to break out like you suggest, then their offense is going to be in scoring position more often. Mm-hmm. So more opportunities for touchdowns for Julio Jones. I do...
1: Go ahead. All right, so this is where I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. The reason why I say that is I think Kelvin Ridley's going to take a significant step up. He was on average and played very well for his first time with the Falcons, but Julio Jones has such a high ceiling and has played so well, I think you're just going to see him come back down to earth because, as we discussed before, big-time receivers, when they hit that age, they just plummet, and I just believe that's going to be this is going to be the year where that happens.
0: I think my feeling is that this season is going to be Julio Jones's swan song. Okay. This is where he's going to have another really big season, and then next year is when everything that you're saying is going to happen. So
1: So you're taking the just, narrative that New England would is, you're going one more year and you're not getting out a year before he goes down. You think he's got one more year I left? I
0: think he's got one more year left. I, I, I just, I, it's more of like a gut feeling, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to look super smart if my gut feeling comes out to be true. So I'm right. going to stick
1: with it. <laughs> I'm telling you, Bill Belichick would tell you to trade that guy one year before the plummet.
0: Well, yeah, that's well, true. I think
1: we're at the plummet.
0: <laughs> well, I guess we will see. However, you bringing up him gives me really good segue to one of my people. Oh, here we go. No, it is indeed <laughs> Austin Hooper. Oh, all right. People, there's people that think that, you know, because of how good Austin Hooper did last year, you know, there's people that really believe in this – Cleveland Brown offense. And I get it. They have two tight ends on that team. David Njoku is a former first round pick. So, and there's not going to be enough targets to make Austin Hooper any kind of fantasy relevant, unless Njoku gets injured. I mean, it could happen. It could happen. Even if they run two tight end sets, the target share is just not going to be there. I looked it up last year. Cleveland only targeted its tight ends 13% of the time.
1: Well, with that plethora of wide receivers, I think that's probably why they only targeted on thirteen percent of and, the and
0: you know, and if you, you know, cut that thirteen in half for the two tight ends, I mean, he's just not gonna be that's not enough volume to put up, you know, week to week good fantasy value.
1: Right. Which makes so, sense.
0: Yeah. And we got a new there's a new head coach coming in. And I believe I do believe Austin Hooper was better last year as a product of the Falcons offense rather than his own skin. Right. So I just I, I wouldn't be surprised if Austin Hooper finishes as one of the worst tight ends for fantasy football.
1: Like I no, you're releasing really a downslide for him. Oh yeah.
0: I'm not taking him anywhere. I don't care if I'm only paying a dollar for him. <laughs> I do not want that on my team. I don't feel like he is going to have any fantasy value.
1: That's believable. Yeah.
0: Um
1: I all right, like, if we're what were you saying?
0: Do you have anything about Hooper?
1: Or? Um, no, but I can let that segment. I can actually let that segue into my next person because it's kind of interesting that you brought up Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> so my next bust is actually Baker Mayfield. Oh, you either have a love or hate relationship with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, I believe, is one of those players in fantasy football where people believe he's gonna live up to expectations. He's got all the weapons around him. You're talking Odell, Jarvis, Higgins, this bust that we just mentioned. And he was very turnover-prone last year. And I think that's going to continue because of his offensive line play. Now, could his offensive line get a little bit better this year? I believe so, and that's possible. But I just think Baker Mayfield's mechanics took a step back last year. And that's going to continue into this year because he's also going into, into a new offensive. And that's something we have to remember when considering Baker.
0: Here's where I'm going to disagree with
1: you. Oh, okay. First right? disagreement besides Julio.
0: Yes. <laughs> so I think because Baker Mayfield wasn't as good last year, he will be better this year. Their offensive line got significantly better. Not only did they draft one in the first round of uh, linemen, but they went out and got the right tackle Jack Conklin from the Tennessee Titans. That's true. They really, up. they spent, you know, capital okay. upgrading that offensive line.
1: But I believe there's also a tidbit to that argument. COVID-19 is going to cause issues with offensive lines meshing. And if Baker Mayfield does play well, I don't believe you would at least see it until midway through the season because it's going to take time for that offensive line to mesh because they've got a lot of new pieces in it, including Conklin.
0: That's true. That's true. I could see that. Um, it's just, ah, man, it's a hard one.
1: Mm-hmm. You're feeling good about Baker,
0: though? Uh, I'm feeling warm about Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he finishes like spectacular. Right. I really don't. But I just don't know if I could say I think he'll still be fantasy relevant.
1: Like where would you more, put him among quarterbacks then?
0: Among quarterbacks? Yes. Where I think he will finish. Yes. <clears throat> probably just outside the top twelve.
1: So you would Let's put say him like at 14, a QB two?
0: Like fourteen. Yeah, like a high end QB 2 If he was I, I would be extremely happy if I was doing a two QB league if he was my second QB. I would be real happy
1: with it. I believe Baker Mayfield's going to be <laughs> drafted in the QB2 range, but I believe by the end of the season he's going to be on the waiver wire. I honestly ah, believe ah, that.
0: Yeah. See, I believe <clears throat> that he will have weeks where he could be a QB1. Mm-hmm. Not the QB1, right. but at least in the number one range. So. Considering
1: this is a budget cash show and we like the dollar bills, what would you spend on Baker Mayfield in a draft then if you had a $200 budget?
0: Oh, look at it. Like 7 $8. But again, quarterbacks don't go for a lot of money. No, they don't. I mean, most of the time, the top ones, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, they're going to bring in around 20 ish but they generally don't go for much more than that because quarterbacks are pretty much a dime a dozen. The yeah, no kidding. Other than last year where Lamar Jackson was ridiculous. And the out of this world. Yeah, the discrepancy between the top-tier quarterbacks – And the lower tier quarterbacks isn't enough points to not spend your money on more running backs that could be better, wide receivers that could be better. So, like, eight to nine dollars for a quarterback isn't big money, but you could also get startable quarterbacks at like two, three dollars.
1: And there's a few good ones in the middle of the pack here.
0: Yeah. I mean, I got Lamar Jackson last year for a dollar. Right. Like no no, just I, went off. I threw him out there. I said,
1: $1, and no one cared to outbid me. Do you feel like there's a Lamar Jackson among the players this year?
0: If I was to look at someone, let's see, someone that could be real cheap, that could – I don't know if there's anyone that will finish number one like Lamar Jackson did just because Lamar right. Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are there. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe there's anyone, um, let's see, who instantly comes to mind that could have a really good – no, I mean Joe Burrow. He's, he's not gonna come up with a lot of money, but that offense is high power. It is. I mean, they've got
1: I mean they do have A.J. Green on that offense.
0: AJ Green, Tyler Boyd. Uh they just drafted T. Higgins. They got John Ross. Um, and their defense is crap, so they're gonna have to throw the ball a lot. So he could be cheap and finish in the QB1 range. But again, I don't think anybody's gonna do I mean, no other quarterback's going to rush for a 1,000 yards that you're getting that late. Right. Some people no. are saying Kyler Murray might.
1: Actually, that's sure. who came to mind when I was thinking about that. I was thinking but, about cheap quarterback option, but I think people are kind of on to him. I don't think you're yeah. going to get him as cheap as you got Lamar Jackson. No, you're not going to get him that cheap. No. So,
0: all right, we will move on to my other one before we get too distracted and go on to a, another –
1: Tangent like we just did?
0: Hour and 15-minute podcast like we did our first one.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> my one that I got – Aaron Jones. Okay. So Aaron Jones is going as a top 10 running back right now. He's, you know, people are taking him to be their number one running back. Right. My only problem is, one, they drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round. You don't draft running backs in the second round if they're not going to touch the ball at all. Right. It just doesn't happen. So Aaron Jones only had 236 attempts. So you could take away some of those attempts and give them to A.J. Dillon.
1: And that was at, what was it, only 1,084 yards?
0: 1,084 in 19 touchdowns. So those are coming down.
1: And if you look at uh, his career stats, too, from 2018 to 2019, too, you saw his uh, yards for carry come down. And I believe that's when he was more of the bell cow last year. Yeah. You might see his yards for carry come back up, but his overall production might go down because their offense is going to dictate closer to a two-back system.
0: Yes, I believe so too. Yep. They took AJ Dillon for a reason. So I believe his touchdowns come down. He had 49 receptions for 474 yards. Yep. AJ Dillon is not a receiving back. So I don't think those will take too much of a hit, but I could see him getting under 200 attempts and finishing with eight, 900 yards. Right. It wouldn't shock me. And if you're taking him to be your number one that that's a bust in my book. Like if you're taking someone to be your number one running, they need
1: to be a 16, they need to be a 16 week starter and they need to be consistent every week.
0: Yeah. And they have to get over a thousand yards. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if AJ Dillon is in there every time they're inside the 10.
1: I mean, just look look at what Le'Veon Bell did last year. A lot of people drafted him as a number one running back last year and he had under 800 yards. That would be a failure in my mind. And I could see Jones doing that this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I see it. I just, I don't think that the usage is going to be there enough to warrant taking him in the as a number one.
1: I agree with that. I mean
0: a number two. If I could get him towards the end of the second round. I think
1: you could take him there comfortably.
0: Yeah. I would love that. But he's going end of the first, beginning of the second, and I just No, I think I I would I think I would
1: sweat clicking that mouse knowing I was gonna take him in the top ten. I just don't think I could do it.
0: I I wouldn't know. Um all right, go ahead. What do you got?
1: All right. The next one I'll discuss here. Is Mark Andrews, so tight end of the Baltimore Ravens. And I kind of dove a little bit deeper with this one. This one's not more about statistics, it's more about the climate of the world we live in right now. So, with COVID 19, Mark Andrews is a diabetic and he's got medical issues. If someone on his team comes down with COVID 19, yeah, (laughs) if someone comes down with COVID 19 right now, he may have to sit out for a few weeks. He can't do that with his medical issues, and I saw that in a few articles, and I thought that was an interesting tidbit. I think he could have pretty good numbers. He tended to have weeks where he would go off and have really large numbers or disappear during the season, so I kind of took that into account with this too. I just think everything adding up to this just marks up to him not necessarily having a big year, whether it be him missing weeks or just not showing up during weeks.
0: So this is less of a... Uh, production-wise, li- right. more of you don't know if he's going to be there all right. year. Yeah, right. that's – I mean, and that qualifies. I mean
1: – And I think you need to pay attention to that kind of stuff because, I mean, if they're not playing on the field, why are you drafting them that early?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's going as the tight end three right now in most formats. That's I scary, mean, though. And this is a run-first team mm-hmm. and a run-second team. Yep. And they don't want to pass the ball until well, three or four. Like, so I do believe that the passing attempts come up for Lamar Jackson. I do. So he
1: doesn't take so many hits this year?
0: Yeah, I do think they try to dial him down a little bit, but I don't think it's enough. And plus, I see uh, Hollywood Brown.
1: Man, I like that kid.
0: Yeah, I think he comes up more. He was injured a lot last year, especially in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think they try to get him more involved, which I believe takes away from Mark Andrews. No, I, I completely agree with you. You know, I wouldn't be comfortable taking him at tight end three. Mm-hmm. I would wait. Man, I, would man wait for... I, like,
1: I love his talent, but yeah. I would take him a little bit later if he fell. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, I think with the way people draft, I don't think he's going to fall a little bit later. No. So I'm going to be looking at those mid-tier to late flex tight ends like yeah. I tend to do every year. Yeah,
0: I would I would rather take like a Blake Jarwin or a John U. Smith for the Titans. I'd rather try my luck with uh, someone who has right. more upside, I think.
1: Just whatever you do, please don't take a tight end in the first or second round.
0: Um, no. no, I don't. I think last year in one of my leagues, I took Travis Kelsey at the top of the third. All right. I was at, I was at the final pick. I was at the, you know, the 10, one, lot there. Yep. And, uh, I took, yeah, I took Travis Kelsey. Maybe, well, maybe it may have been fourth. I don't know. It was one of those two,
1: but it wasn't the first or second round. That's all yeah. that matters.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but don't do I what end- people
1: used to do and take Gronk in the first
0: round. Oh my goodness. <laughs> He was good, but I just, it's not worth it.
1: He was also glass.
0: He was also glass. He was. All right. So uh, my next person is Leonard Fournette. Okay. Running, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last year, he had 265 attempts for 1,152 yards.
1: I'm all right That's with a that. lot of, a, yeah, it's all right, but it's, it's also a lot, it's a lot of attempts to attempts. get those yards.
0: And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets close to that, maybe more like 240, but. My problem with it is he had 76 receptions for 522 yards. Yep. He's not getting that. No. Uh, before this year, he never had over 40, and they brought in Chris Thompson. He was from the uh, D.C. Sprinkles.
1: Yep. Um, our favorite Washington
0: Our team. favorite Washington Um, So, he, Chris Thompson is a pass-catching back. They brought him in mm-hmm. to be a pass-catching back. Now, I'm not saying Leonard Fournette's not going to get any receptions because people right. are going to know – if Chris Thompson's in there, they're passing the ball.
1: So you think Chris like, Thompson's going to be that third down running back? Yeah.
0: Then third down or oh, we're down twenty-four points. Mm-hmm. It's the start of the fourth quarter. We have to pass the ball all the time. Yep. It's going to be like no one, no one thinks you're going to run the ball at that point. No, when so Leonard Fournette is
1: on the field, they know you're running the ball.
0: Yeah, like there's the a majority. high probability you're running the ball with Leonard Fournette. So yep. I just think you know that's coming down. Yeah. Now he's getting drafted. I just looked at his ADP and it's, it's roughly three round three.
1: I think it's a fair assessment for him. It's
0: fair, but I, I would be more comfortable if it was round four, because if I want to like in round three, I'm, I'd be comfortable with him as my number two, but not like super comfortable. You know what I mean? Not to mention, you know, they tried trading him this year.
1: Yeah. And nobody really took him. Nobody was really thinking about it.
0: And so i I don't know if one or two things are going to happen. They might just try to run him into the dirt. And if they try to run him in the dirt, he's never played a full season anyways. So he could very well get injured. There's, yeah. just, I feel like there's a lot of injury risk.
1: And I feel like he's got a very inconsistent history of rushing too because there he had one season where he just wasn't very effective. There was His first season, was it his first or second season, he played very well and then it was just a down year. And last year was an all right year.
0: I mean, last year was... A real, I mean, it was a really good year, but yeah. it came on the back of the seventy-six receptions for five hundred right. yards. Right. Something he's just not going to get again.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Um, so yeah, I just, you know, yeah, he's normal, normally around thirty receptions mm-hmm. and two hundred to two hundred and fifty yards. It that's yeah. like an average year for him. So you're cutting out, you know, in PPR, especially you're cutting out over forty receptions. That's forty points gone. Right. And two to 300 yards. Like that's a lot you're getting rid of there.
1: Yeah. And that's a lot of production
0: lost. Yeah. So I just, I don't believe he's going to be worth taking and, or at least temper your expectations. So he's going mid third. I'm okay with it, but I'd rather it be a little bit.
1: So if he's sitting there, you'd have to take a long, hard look at who else was on that list.
0: Yeah. There was other people on that list, like wide receivers probably. I'm more likely in the third round go with a wide receiver over Leonard Fournette
1: if, you know, okay. depending on how the draft went. That makes sense.
0: I mean, if I if I got to the point where I got Michael Thomas in the first, like mm-hmm. if there wasn't a running back there that I really wanted and I took Michael Thomas instead. Uh, he's then, hot
1: this year, man. People want him.
0: And then go running back, running back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd probably have to take Fournette there. Yep. But if I went running back, running back, one and two. Yep. There's a solid chance I would go wide receiver in three over four.
1: That yeah, I think I would do that in a heartbeat. All
0: right, who's your next guy? All
1: right, we're gonna go with another familiar name here, Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz.
0: Oh yes, yeah. Yeah,
1: so you know, you you kind of look at him on the field, Eagle Green. He kind of looks like Superman when he's playing, but the problem is, is Mr. Wentz just sometimes can't stay on that field. No, I mean, I I I see him as a QB two, a solid QB two right now, but. He just – the problem is, is he just doesn't play. He's a, he's good as your backup, yeah. but and I don't just get, don't think
0: – don't get it wrong. I mean, if he plays 16 games
1: – Yeah, he's a he great one. Yeah.
0: Like, that, that's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you cannot count on him to play 16 games.
1: No, I don't I think, think you do And at, I think some people see him for what he really is, which is highly talented, but the glass quarterback. But I think there's some people that still view him as Superman, and I yeah. think they're going to overvalue him for
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I believe that also. Um, And what's going to be horrible is when he does play 16 games this year, and he is amazing because he's hyper-talented. Yep. And then next year people are drafting him super early, and then that's when he gets injured.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Goes on another ACL.
0: Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, Carson Wentz is one of those people that are on my uh, do not draft list.
1: Yeah. I will he's not, definitely on my do not draft
0: I'd list. rather have someone with a little less upside, but mm-hmm. more security. Yeah, the one the you're not sweating
1: game. out if he's going down in the first quarter of a game. Yeah,
0: like, okay, I didn't – that's fine. I'll just get someone else off the waiver
1: one. Right. So, I mean, there's still a few middle-of-the-ground quarterbacks that you can pick up that are Iron Men of the NFL, and they consistently play games. Yeah. Yep. Carson Wentz would not fall into that category. I mean,
0: some of the people that were in the – quarterback one range last year were ryan fitzpatrick and ryan Tannehill,
1: like which is incredible to think ryan Tannehill would ever be in that category
0: yeah oh yeah so and as
1: for ryan and as for fitzpatrick we know the cycle continues and yes, this year's gonna be a down year
0: yes it will <laughs> yep he'll start Bring to on to the uh...
1: <laughs>
0: oh look at another perfect segue i swear we didn't plan this is actually working out real well
1: yeah. all right let's You've hear got, it
0: we were talking about ryan Tannehill, aj brown <laughs>
1: Oh, there it is.
0: So okay. I love AJ. I have him in one of my auctions. He was my college pick last yeah. Yep. Yes, last year. And I uh I have him for three dollars. That's great. So I'm keeping him at that price. If mm-hmm. you can get him for three dollars all day every day.
1: What do you think you would get him at now?
0: If he was in the draft right now, he would be over twenty.
1: Yes, yeah, so you're getting him at a bargain oh, yeah. basement price right now. Oh
0: yeah. Just because especially you gotta figure, you know, the people that don't You know, the more casual player, you know, they're not going to look too much. They're going to look at this is where he finished last year. Right. You know, this is what – this was his final numbers, you know. Oh, look, he had 1,051 yards and nine touchdowns. Yeah. They're not going to look at the fact that he was super efficient getting 20 yards per reception.
1: Which is an incredible number.
0: Yeah. That is a definition of a
1: deep receiver.
0: The league average, I believe, is like a 15. Like, so I did a little bit of math, even. And if you take him down, he had 52 receptions last year. That's not a lot of reception. No. I mean, it's not. So, at his 52 receptions from last year, if you take him down to the league average of 15 yards per reception, he's got 780 yards. Not horrible.
1: Taking the deep dive here. It's
0: more of like a wide receiver three type numbers, I would say. Mm -hmm. And the chances are he's not getting that 20-yard per reception. He's probably not scoring as many touchdowns, so you go from nine to five. Right. So – I'm not saying like his upside, if they pepper him with targets, is very high. Right. So that's what's driving, I believe his ADP was fourth or fifth round, or third or fourth round right now. So people are aware of the problem. Mm-hmm. Just his upside is amazing. So I would agree with that. AJ Brown is someone who very well could bust. If he gets the same bout of targets and same receptions and brings down his efficiency, you're not going to be happy. He was on your team, not at not in round three or four.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: So, I you know I just don't feel like, or I feel like there's a pathway to where you don't get what you paid for. So, but the, here's what's hard about him is he was a rookie last year. Yep. So he should be more in time, you know, in tune with the offense. Yeah. He had you know he played better with Ryan Tannehill, so he'll have a full season with Ryan Tannehill. So his upside is huge.
1: It is. The upside is definitely there, and I think he's got a very prosperous career ahead of him.
0: Yes, I agree. But you got to, when you're taking him, you just have to know that there's a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, round three, round four, that's when people are taking their first or second wide receiver.
1: Yeah, that's when you're getting the and meat of your team.
0: If you're taking A.J. Brown, you might. I mean, there's a possibility you're getting your wide receiver three and then have to worry about the rest of them later on in the draft. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I feel like that should be thought about when you're taking. Right. So, yep, that's what I got for him. Uh, You should have one more.
1: I've got two more. Two more.
0: Two more. That's right.
1: All right. So we're on to my next one, too. So I've got a question for you, okay? I'm going to pose it like this. Okay. If you had a quarterback changing a team who had about 4,600 yards last year, would you you feel comfortable saying he's going to have consistently the same numbers in a new system? Going to a new team.
0: I'm cheating. Oh, I think I'm cheating because I think I know who you're talking about.
1: Okay. Would you like to take a guess at who I'm talking Phillip about? Philip Rivers. I am talking yes. about Philip Rivers. All right. I'm, I will talk a little
0: bit on this one. Just a little. That,
1: that, that's all right. Philip Rivers is one of my all-time favorite fantasy players because he was always the guy that I took in the mid-tier rounds. You're talking anywhere from five to seven because you could get him there. He it was always a decent value, and he always seemed to tier with a top five quarterbacks but with him going to a new system I understand he's very familiar with the offensive coordinator he's going with that is now head coach of the Colts but he's going to be working with a new set of wide receivers he's got T.Y. Hilton there but outside of that not a lot to throw to he's got Mac on the ball with a great offensive line but he's not going to have time to really mesh with these guys he's getting up there in age and this is a year where you might see him I don't want to say teeter and fall completely off because I think he's got that consistency still in his gameplay, but instead of 4,600, you might see him at four. I agree with you. Okay.
0: But I don't think it'll be because he plays bad.
1: No, I don't see him ever. I don't see him playing bad and I don't see the Colts necessarily being bad. I just think it's going to be circumstances again, new team, COVID-19, us dealing with it, him not getting a lot of time with them.
0: See, the way I look at it, is I don't I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do believe you know they drafted Jonathan Taylor. Yep. In the second round, and Very they true. have what is probably, if not the best, pretty close to the best offensive line in football. Agreed. I, I'm thinking they're going to run that ball.
1: I'm but thinking, does that take away from his stats, though? You think?
0: I do. So I agree with you, but where I, I believe you're thinking it more as poor play. <laughs> I'm thinking of it more as not enough usage.
1: Statistically, you're still going to get the same result, though. So wouldn't that still be considered a bust in fantasy football, though? Uh, you I can do. take away usage or just bad play. Regardless, you're still getting the same statistical outcome.
0: Yeah, right. But I, Well, not, I don't feel like there'll be as many interceptions. Okay. Last Fair year, enough. he threw a lot of interceptions. The only reason it wasn't talked about as much is because, well, Jameis Winston was out there throwing 30. Right. So I think – There is a different king. I want to say Phillip Rivers had close to, if not over, 20 interceptions.
1: Right. Like, like It was he definitely not, not one of his better years. No,
0: he had 4,600 yards, sure. But when you throw in 20-something interceptions, those will kill you in fantasy yeah, football. And they did. Um, I don't feel like he throws that many interceptions. But I agree with you where his yardage might be more down towards like 4,000. There may be weeks where it might end up being a shootout that he is fantasy relevant, but you're right. Most weeks I wouldn't feel comfortable if I had to have him in my lineup. I just feel like they are going to run the ball. And not to mention, I just read this earlier, T.Y. Hilton pulled the hamstring. Oh, no. And he is oft injured. Right. So they'll be dealing with Paris Campbell and their new receiver, Michael Pittman. Mm. I will say this, however going I do, I do like Pitt. I do like Pittman. I do like Pittman, though, mm-hmm. because he's the type of receiver that Philip Rivers loves. Are you trying Throwed to talk up, me
1: out of this? Because I'm kind of getting that feeling that – No, 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 oh, no. I'm, su- I'm second-guessing myself now. No, you're, no, no, you're I'm not trying to talk me. you
0: out of it. Don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. <laughs> I would not – again, I would not feel comfortable with Philip Rivers on my team. Okay. I would – I'm definitely taking some dart throws at Michael Pittman towards the end of the draft if I can get him. If I can I throw mean, just, a couple – Oh,
1: for a oh, I may have to second-think this, though, but you've raised some points I didn't even think about, especially Pittman.
0: Yeah, I think Pittman, he's going to love throwing that ball up to Pittman, and Pittman's going to go up and get it. Like, but, so, but he's still a rookie. But he's still rookie. But if T.Y. Hilton is injured, I think Michael Pittman outplays Paris Campbell pretty soon, pretty early in the year and shows his skill set. So I, I agree with you. Not Don't take a chance on Phillip Rivers, really. Right. I mean, if you have to use them as a, in a streaming option,
1: a definitely maybe. you could definitely use them in a streaming option. I feel but confident. the
0: problem is, with most of the 32 starting quarterbacks, most of them can be used as a streaming option if they're not an every week starter. That's that's very. I mean, true. you're gonna you know you got a team against the worst pass defense in the league, mm-hmm. and you need a quarterback that week. Well, you know, play that person. There's a reason they're the worst pass defense in the league.
1: Yep, it's all um, about them matchups, and that's one that Rivers will go against well.
0: And this is ridiculous of how well we just segued this yet again.
1: We're getting good at this.
0: Yeah. Because you're talking Phillip Rivers. I'm talking Keenan Allen.
1: Yeah. You're going to segue into my last one. But anyway, go ahead. Love it.
0: So, (laughs) Keenan Allen. So, obviously, the Chargers do not have Phillip Rivers anymore. Mm -hmm. They're going to be rolling out week one with Tyrod Taylor. Yep. And if it's not Tyrod Taylor, it's rookie Justin Herbert.
1: So I don't know how to feel about Justin Herbert either. i am He really feels like a dark horse to me. I i, I don't think be, he's going to have a – Here's the thing. I would be
0: less down on Keenan Allen if Justin Herbert was in there. But right. Just because Tyrod Taylor is – he's a scrambler.
1: Yep, very he, much so. He
0: likes the shorter routes, mm-hmm. and he's not going to – he's going to take off at the first t- sign of trouble. Mm-hmm. This Their defense is one of the top defenses in the league. I feel like it's going to be, if not the number one defense, it'll be the number two defense in fantasy football this year. They Agreed. have weapons everywhere. Yes, so they do. they are going to want to win these games running the ball with Austin Eckler and uh, what's that guy's name? I can't think of his name right now. The, their other running back. It's all right.
1: Cons- continue with the thought.
0: Yeah, so they're going to want to run the ball and play defense.
1: Mm-hmm. and then You, you and then think they're going to be playing in the trenches then?
0: Yeah, I really believe that's how they're going to want to win. Keenan Allen had 149 targets last year. I believe that gets cut down. I'm thinking like, oh, you know, it could drop to 120. He could very easily lose 29 targets. So if you take his catch rate, which was great, he had almost a 70% catch rate. Mm-hmm. So if you take that same catch rate, yep. even though people throwing him the ball might not be as accurate as Philip Rivers. Right. That's going to take him down from 104 reception to 84 reception,
1: which makes you at that point a number two receiver,
0: and takes his 1,199 yards down to 966 if he keeps what he did last year, which which was 11.5 yards per reception. So if everything stays the same except his target numbers, he's down to 966 yards. And instead of six touchdowns, I moved him down to four touchdowns.
1: Who is the Chargers' second receiver? Mike Williams. If you look at Mike Williams, too, I think he plays more to a Tyrod Taylor kind of player anyway. He scrambles and he throws it deep. And who's going to go up there and get those 50-50 balls? It would be Williams because he's long, he takes the jump, and he comes down with the ball. Yes.
0: I honestly, if Tyrod Taylor were to start all 16 games, mm -hmm. I think the best – the person on this team that finishes as the best receiver mm-hmm. will be Austin Eckler. I feel like everyone's thinking he's going to be like the bell cow running back, but I don't think that's what it's going to be.
1: You know what's it's, funny? Well, I'm, well, I'll let you go to that. Finish your point. And then we'll let that segue into my last oh play. My God, you it's going to be Austin no. Eckler, isn't it? Go ahead. Finish your point.
0: All right. My point is I think Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler, and here's why, I understand why if it's him, you're gonna have him as a bust, and this is gonna be my rebuttal.
1: So <laughs> given the rebuttal think, before the answer.
0: Before the yes. I don't think he's going to have the role most people think he's going to have. I don't think he's going to be their three down back. They're going to use okay. that backup or their other running back that for the life of me I still can't think of his damn
1: name. <laughs> you can look at it while I'm talking about Austin. Okay.
0: But he's going to be more in the slot. I think he'll okay. still get some carries. Mm-hmm. But they're going to line him up in the slot. So right. he's going to run out there, and the Chargers' offensive line isn't great. No, so, it is not. No, it is not. So he's going to be in the slot, and when Tyrod Taylor finally has to run away, Austin Eckler's going to be there for him to be like, you get him, and Throw him <laughs> the ball and let him very take much. the hands. Perfect so go segue. Ahead and tell me why Austin Eckler's a bust.
1: Austin Eckler is going to be a bust very simply for the reason you told me. The Chargers are going to be playing in the trenches this season. Austin Eckler is going to see stack boxes because he's got a quarterback that's going to be scrambling. I'm honestly believing that Tyrod's is going to start most of the year, if not the entire year, because he's got a big fan in the head coach of the Chargers.
0: Well, not with only them, that, but with the COVID and there not being any preseason games, yep. they can't really see what Justin Herbert can do.
1: No, they're going so to go with the veteran. He,
0: unless Taylor just comes out and plays mm-hmm. awful. Like it's, it's gotta be Tyra.
1: I think you made a really good point about them playing. Eckler in the slot, but the problem is, is with the Chargers not having that good offensive line, and him having to scramble, I don't necessarily know if the slot receiver is going to get as many passes as he could be because Tyrod's going to be taking sacks behind the line. I'm thinking they're going to need him in the backfield to pick up blocks too.
0: Well, here's what here's what I'm thinking. I think mm-hmm. they're going to run with an 11 personnel, so they'll have one tight end.
1: Yeah. They'll
0: have one running. So back. Hunter Henry. No, Hunter Henry's gone.
1: Oh, oh wait, no. no.
0: No, no, Hunter Henry is there. No, yeah, he's still thinking, there. Yeah, I was thinking of someone else.
1: He got franchise tagged, right? Yeah,
0: I was thinking of the Titans old That's running okay.
1: back. Yeah, I got you.
0: Um, but, so I think they'll have the Hunter Henry in there. The backup running back that I can't think of the name <laughs> is in the back. Yeah, And then they'll have Austin Eckler in the slot. So they'll have Hunter Henry and random running back mm-hmm. in there to block. So Austin Eckler will be around.
1: So, so you're thinking more Mystery Man's going to – Take up the block, and the ball will go to Eckler.
0: I gotta figure out his name, but yes, that is what I'm thinking.
1: I, I I'm gonna disagree with you. I think they see Austin Eckler in that three running back role, and that's why I think the ball's he's gonna get stacked up in the box. That's gonna raise concerns for possibly injuries, which for some reason I swear the Chargers are cursed with them. They have twenty, they have twenty injuries this season. They do have so many injuries. I don't know. It's something about their training staff, man. Or maybe they just enjoy playing in the warm weather over there and they just relax and don't condition right. But I don't know. Just I don't think Austin Eckler is going to have Justin that. Jackson. That's that's the guy. Jeepers.
0: I could not think of his name forever. I knew it started with a J. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it was JJ, but I kept wanting to say Josh Jacobs. And I'm like, no, yep. that's not right. Don't be stupid. Justin Jackson. Yep. And when Melvin Gordon was out, and this is why I believe the way I'm thinking, when Melvin Gordon was out, Justin Austin Eckler did – I mean, he ran the ball too. He was their, you know, quote, unquote, bell cow. Yeah. But but he never came off the field. So even when Justin Jackson was in the backfield –
1: You feel like they're still going to be having him on the field in some role, which would be the slot this year.
0: And especially in a PPR league, I wouldn't be shocked if he finishes with more receiving yards than he does rushing yards. He had 900 receiving yards last year.
1: Strong potential for that.
0: And – when Melvin Gordon came back, Mm -hmm. they still kept him on the field, running him out of the slot. So I feel like, and I was, he was doing an interview with another podcast I listened to. And they were talking about when he signed his contract. And he said, he's like, well, once I explained to them that I'm not a running back, I'm an offensive weapon. That's when they started adjusting my, you know, to what they wanted to offer me more to what I wanted. Okay. So I feel like He's not a running back.
1: I I can agree with you there, but I also don't think he meshes well with the style of play that Tyrod Taylor plays in. Tyrod's going to be playing behind a very, we'll say average offensive line. But the way he throws the ball, it takes him quite a bit to look down the field, figure out where he's going to detract and throw it. He's an accurate passer, but that's when he had time behind a Bills offensive line that was pretty good. And I think that gets him to take more targets downfield towards a Mike Williams. So I don't know if he's going to get those slot targets. He may stand there in the slot, but it doesn't mean the ball is going to go that way.
0: Yeah, um, I will say this. A lot of people uh, have him ranked in the top 10, you know. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not saying he can't finish as a top 10 running back, but I find it more like – I see him likely... somewhere
1: in I – I, I, I think a lot of people see him in the 10, but I see him more in that, we'll say – I don't even want to put him at 11, really. Maybe the, we'll say 13 to 18 range, uh, more towards 13. But if you're not taking him, if you're taking him in the first round, that's not the value you need for him. You yeah. need that top seven, eight running back. There, there's there's still a little bit of a, more of a line between a running back and a quarterback there. And I think you're going to get more of a line from a higher end running back from a Saquon or a McCaffrey as compared to an Eckler.
0: Right. I mean – I mean, the thing is, I mean, if you're picking late in the first round, you're not getting Saquon or McCaffrey.
1: No, but no, absolutely not.
0: If D- Kenyon Drake was there, I would take Kenyon Drake
1: over Austin. Actually, actually, I don't know if I would agree with you there. No? No. I think
0: Kenyon Drake is going to be the focal point of that offense. Like, I know they just signed up, They just traded for DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> but I think Kenyon Drake is going to have a
1: monster year.
0: Um, it's not that I – Hmm, how do I? I, 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 I don't
1: dislike. I don't dislike Kenyon Drake. It's just that I saw what happened.
0: You can't. Don't take Miami
1: into consideration here. No, no, no. Not with Drake. I'm talking about with David Johnson.
0: David Johnson was a different type of running back. Kenyon Drake fits right. this Cliff Kingsbury system way better than
1: David. So Johnson. So you're feeling very comfortable with him then?
0: Yes, I. And okay. I feel like he has a better chance of hitting his upside mm-hmm. than Austin Eckler because of the reasons okay. you say to you know the bad offensive line yeah you know might not get the same amount of targets probably won't but I just feel that so I would take Kenyon Drake over Austin Eckler okay. because I feel like he has a better chance of hitting his upside
1: I feel Austin Eckler is overall a better running back though that's just my general feeling that's the reason why I don't have Drake on this bus meter because I I rank Drake a little bit lower I think he's He's a solid running back. He really is, and you can definitely use him on your fantasy. It's just that Eckler, I think, has much higher expectations, and he's just not going to hit them.
0: We'll have to do a – I know I already did one by myself, but we'll have to do a top 10 running back uh, episode <laughs> at some point.
1: Yeah, that'll be I, good, uh, too. I'm
0: going to have to update mine anyways because, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is definitely going into the top 10. <laughs> just off the name. No, it's not off the name. It's off the, <laughs> off the system and who he plays All in. right,
1: so the only – Awesome names that we have were in the last two videos then with the D.C. or Washington Sprinkle.
0: Yes, yes, D.C. <laughs> Sprinkles. That's, well, don't forget, you know, Dallas goder
1: Yeah, Dallas goder the gopher.
0: All right, uh, are we done? Do we got them all now? I think we are. Oh, man, look at that. Another successful episode. Super awesome co- uh, content. You know, listen to us. You'll win all your fantasy championship leagues.
1: I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, you know, in,
0: in theory, listen
1: to us, drink a beer, and relax, and draft yeah. your team.
0: Go, you know, get some Taco Bell, drink the mm-hmm. beer, listen yep. to us,
1: and next year buy league. some DC Sprinkle tickets. And
0: you know, you may, yeah, get those, <laughs> you know, get those DC Sprinkle merchandise before they go up there after they change their name. You know, we'll we'll have to make some shirts and sell them ourselves. The DC
1: Absol- Sprinkle, absolutely,
0: corner of the market. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, we're going to have to brand that first. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. Brand it first. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your mother. Tell your grandmother. Share us everywhere. You know, if they don't like fantasy football, you know, have them listen to this podcast. Maybe they'll start liking it. Uh, Share everywhere you can, and you have a wonderful day.
1: Good night. Boom.